No, we can't. Joe, how are you, sir? Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. Good. Did you do the, did you talk to your mother this weekend? Yes, I did. Sent her my, her obligatory um, Whole Foods bag of treats. Nice. Um, kind of like my go-to birthday present, Father's Day, Mother's Day, any type of holiday. It's just now just send them a bag of treats, you know? That's actually a really good idea. I, that's a, I think I'll do that for my mother's birthday. That's a great idea. Yeah. Actually. You just you get the cakes, the flowers. Yes, yeah. you know my mom likes certain types of cheeses, so that's that. an awesome and, idea, dude. And then some deli stuff, you know. Yeah, Whole Foods should sponsor us. Yeah, exactly. There you go, <laughs> Amazon, Whole Foods, one of them. I just biased already. I'm getting tired, man. I'm getting tired. <laughs> My wife and I went and walked the big bridge at Key Biscayne on Sunday morning. We've been oh. exercising daily, so uh, and uh, fasting daily, Oof. so we're we're uh, pretty hot out there, wasn't it? It, it was, it, it was, it was a warm day, but we were there and, you know, we went in the morning, so mm. not, not as bad, um, but we've been walking every day, at least 30 minutes, uh, fasting, counting calories. We're both like determined to get our shit together. So you guys need to drop what, like you probably need to lose about 50 pounds, right? Uh, exactly. <laughs> no way. No, no not that much. I need to drop, no. I need to 15? drop 30, 30 wow. pounds. I mean, no my ideal good. weight they claim is 165 but i'd look like a friggin' chicken if i if i how tall are you uh five eleven and a half almost six yeah. feet yeah 165 is about right yeah yeah uh so i'm shooting for 170 i'm at 202 so you know we're 32 pounds to go so wow good for you man no i no just more, asked go ahead no more processed sugar the whole bit so yeah but so I, went, I just do the coffee no sugar no cream anymore or the tea yeah. and the other thing you got to kick out of it is the booze you know? yeah i don't drink much there you hardly go. ever i mean i i have like two beers a year so wow uh, well that's that's about what i do in a mild <laughs> happy hour when i go so but i don't go much um no i this weekend you know i was at the bloomberg thing on friday met a couple of people met the crypto oh, yeah we gotta talk and, about that yeah offline. yeah good um good context there with their institutional desk um a rod was there said hi to him said hi to this chairman of starwood the chairman of founders fund this other guy who was doing a party out next to the uh, Mercedes-Benz pit area for the oh. Formula One. So it was just tons. And, and, you know, I mean, it's just a lot of, lot of uh, good-looking people at these things. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, Did you go so. to the race itself? No. Well, I, this was at the edition. So it was the, Bloom, the Bloomberg thing. And then um, uh, the one I was trying to, to see if you wanted to go to. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but then I, the Aston Martin team was there. So I was talking to them a little bit. And. I'm telling you what I was getting at is that Friday I was rolling up there and I'm like, damn, it's hot out for once. You know, I mean, it was the first really hot, hot day of the year. And, and then um, Saturday I didn't go outside to do some stuff for my daughter. And um, a lot of people I know went out and they were just, I mean, it was hot out in Miami gardens. Let's put it that way. It was like right. 94 that day. So you got like 110 in the direct sun. So a, a lot of people, well, some people got so exhausted that Saturday, they didn't go back out on Sunday. So, Ooh, Jesus. 
So it was just, uh, but all around a great success. I've heard from everyone, um, learned some stuff. Actually, I saw the chairman of uh, the Formula One circuit, um, Masai or something like that. He's also chairman of Liberty Media Group. And so he was talking about the money, the business model around F1 and what he's done in content. And then he owns part of the, a couple other sports teams, maybe the Broncos and the Braves. I think they own the Braves completely. But just how the big conglomerates these things are with the businesses around the team. It's crazy. Um, so just insane. But all around an exciting, fun weekend. It was a big Miami weekend. Saw Suarez as well, oh. um, Mayor Suarez. And, man, he is a good pitch guy. I mean, dude, dude, totally. That guy is one of the most networking mayors I've ever met. You know? Yeah. But just, you know, plays in the center pretty well and just just an overall good guy to be promoting, you know, Miami to everyone and took some shots at Austin. You know, he is like, oh, yeah, Austin's great. But do you know anybody hanging out in Paris going, I'm flying to Austin? No, exactly. <laughs> That's great. Like Miami. And uh, so he was pretty cool. But just all around good time. You know, and now that. Now that Texas is pretty much Gilead, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, Gilead, uh, there's TV show. Have you, have you seen the TV show Handmaid's Tale? Uh, maybe f- little bits of it, but I haven't oh, really it's watched really it. good show. Really good series. Awesome. And the name of the country that they formed when they, when, when these uh, fundamentalist Christians took over is called Gilead. Oh. So that's why I call Texas Gilead. But they seceded. Texas or something? Or? No, they seceded the whole, they took over the United States. It was a big war. There were explosions that killed all of Congress, et cetera, et cetera. So it was, oh, wow. yeah, it's, a, it's actually an so awesome it's like series. a rapture kind of movie. Yeah. 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 Kind of, kind of, kind of. So we got this. What do we got? Fear and greed. Hey, looks good, man. Looks good. Got an 11. <laughs> it's like, no shit, man. The price has just been going down all weekend. Everybody's panicking. I sent a text to a buddy of mine who just got into crypto like six months ago and not on my advice, but just, he goes, I'm just buying it all and holding for the long haul. I hadn't talked to him in like five months. I sent him a text and I said, Hey dude, just want to check in on how your crypto wallet's doing. You know, I'm here for any tips if you want to talk and blah, blah, blah. And he didn't even respond to me. Oh, and I think he thought I was talking shit and I, oh. you know, I wasn't, I was more like, Hey, you know, cause he said he was in for the five. How did I lose my camera? He said I I, he was in for like the five year long haul, and I'm like, okay. But anyhow, let's so naturally, um, I don't know if I can figure out how my camera gets working again. But anyway, yeah, um, it's it's it, it, look, I, I you know I I bailed on a lot over the last couple of months and chilling out, just waiting for this. So you know, I'm I'm ready. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. So. Um, you know, look, it, it sucks for people that are doing the long-term hold, but if you're doing a long-term hold, you know what happens. You, you know, this is not like we do this. This is what we do. We dump. Everybody gets freaked out, so we dump more. Everybody gets freaked out more, so we dump more. It's just human nature. And then we run back up again. I can't guarantee you we'll run back up again, but it's certainly um, – we certainly uh, – uh, have a history of yeah. recovering beautifully and making all-time highs. So, so look, you know, to that end is it's always that question of these cycles when you're sitting there going WTF on steroids, what comes next? And I'm telling you, the consensus, lots of crypto talk at the Bloomberg conference, and the consensus amongst all of them was that uh, even Bloomberg intelligence is that, you know, crypto is here to stay. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Totally. So that means hold your stuff yep. or add. 
yeah. uh, when you see not, I wouldn't be adding yet my own personal thing. I think there's that capitulation candle down. Yeah, and, I do um, too. And so I, I don't know why this keeps shutting off. And, um, you know, I wait for that myself. Yeah. Um, I might have to go no camera today. So, all right. You know, well, we'll our viewership should rise. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> on that note, uh, I tweeted this weekend and got some good responses too. Uh, I said, uh, crypto Twitter is full of some cynical motherfuckers in the middle of big opportunities, deep discounts on projects, building critical infrastructure, a coming economic crisis to show the power of DeFi to build financial freedom, institution and political adoption as never before. And I said, your attitude equals the price. Right. And I mean, and that's look, it's all psychological. It's all emotional shit, you know? So, yeah. Um, Though I did see this article though that said that Bitcoin whales are jumping ship as exchange inflows reach three month high, um, you know, and the idea there is is that uh, people are bringing them off wallet into the exchanges to sell, um, and it's a number that people keep track of. But you had some other data that you were looking at as well, something that came in about. Um, did you have an institution coming in article? No, I had something on um, having and uh, okay. hash okay. rate. So anyway, look, th this is what happens. You know, price goes down. Uh, Johnny come lately's with lots of money, get panicky, and they're going to go in and sell and push it down further um, instead of hanging out. But it's just oh yeah, just, here we go. Just the, the bit, way it is. yeah. BTC futures, CME BTC futures open interest doubles over the last few days. It's five month high. Now I can't right. see. The um, it's up to almost four billion, um, open interest. So, you know that shows activity. Um, yeah, a lot of activity. Absolutely. So maybe people moving onto the exchanges. Maybe those whales might be some of the institutions. Maybe it might be you know rather than retail guys holding for a long time. So yeah. I don't look at that as a, a bad thing like that. Like like you're saying in that article or showing the article. I look at it as just there's so much volume these days. So if they're moving to exchanges like that that they're probably constructing, um, you know, calls down below pretty significant places. I don't know if they're all doing stop losses or not, but it tells me that everybody's getting in position to catch that knife, basically. Yeah, exactly. Maybe so. Maybe so. So anyway, um, oh, this is great, Joe. If you feel like you're just too addicted to crypto trading, there's a new detox center that's launched. And for 90,000 euros per week, they will cure you of your trading addiction. Shit, I can do that. I can do that for 10000 a week for someone. Let's go drop you on a desert island with 50 gallons of water and no electronics. You'll be yeah, I'm going to call in and have your internet disconnected. <laughs> exactly. Get you arrested. <laughs> you're, you're fucking cured, dude. <laughs> yeah, you got to do 90 days in uh, minimum security, but you're cured, buddy. It just cracks me up, man. It's like, and somebody's going to buy this. And the, this is the funny thing. It's remote. Via like Skype or whatever. <laughs> so you a token you're offer? not even getting like the fancy sauna treatment and the gourmet meals. You're you're just fucking detoxing Zooming remote. In. Zooming on your iPhone. It's basically. some little angry man screaming, Stop trading! Stop trading. It cracks me up. That is funny as shit. Tron Tron has launched their stable coin. I'm sure most of DeFi is gonna jump right in. You know, who are those blockchain leaders? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Steve. Whoever Bubba. he could pay off. Ho Chi Minh. Oh, well, okay. Uniswap, Pancake Swap, and Ellipsis are the, among the first to have listed it. Well, okay. Listing doesn't mean 
approved by the protocol. Anybody can list. So yeah, and uh, those are all probably paid listings too. Exactly. Woo! We paid them to list. I'm trying to see if who these people are. These big, these big backers. Yeah, the CPP, <laughs> Communist Party. Government. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Run this, or we lock you up. I don't see who the hell he's talking about. Big blockchain leaders. I guess that's what they mean was the Uniswap, Panics, Pancake Swap, and Ellipsis. But oh, sigh, 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 sigh. Oh, Justin's. People don't want to take his calls anymore. Who would? Would you? I wouldn't no. do a fucking thing with the guy. I mean, you're just asking for trouble. It's like there are regulators all over this guy, and and you, who, who would do a deal? I, I can't imagine it. You got to be yeah. a complete idiot, or you know, maybe he'll pay you half a bill. I don't know. Well, I could I sign up for that one. <laughs> Is it by Zoom? <laughs> Tell him you want half a bill and uh, a, a citizenship paid for in a country without extradition. Yeah, yeah. I guess you have to go for – well, I mean, non-extradition. I don't think France does, and I don't think Brazil does. France doesn't? No, they don't. Wrong. No. Yeah, so – Oh, France, I would do in a heartbeat. My family would be happy there. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is you got to think, what would anybody want to extradite you for? I mean, just Well, son, if it's yeah. just in Tron – <laughs> yeah god knows yeah well he's got the i'm sure somebody could extrapolate some kind of derivative liability from the btt you know and back yeah. to the olden days you know when silk route was going and all of that it's like i'm sure somebody could throw it together in a, a courtroom they could indict a peanut butter sandwich right yeah so, and then you know, you know a couple of billion dollar fine and you're good to go but there you go there you go <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm not going to get into this, but I'm going to. I've posted a link into the show notes. Polkadot, uh, or somebody put it out, an entire PDF beginner's guide to understanding how Polkadot works, which I desperately need. Yeah, I, I want to read that too. Yeah. So I'm putting that in the show notes uh, for everybody. No need to really go into it because I haven't read it yet, but uh, it's good to see them doing something like this because I think there's a. I think a lot of people are like you and I, we just don't have a deep understanding of it. So that's good shit. God knows uh, I've invested in it like four times up and down, you know, or, or down and up. It's been so good for me. I, I, I replied to the mooch again this weekend. Has he replied to you yet? No. Oh, but, and you're stalking him? But I am stalking him. <laughs> so he does this whole bit about, I mean, it, it all makes sense. This is all legit. Bitcoin, you know, this is this is the time to buy institutions coming in, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, even if it gets down to 18000 it doesn't matter what the price is, it's going to be, Bitcoin's going to be, blah, 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 right? And then he talks about, then he just throws in in the last tweet and the thread, he talks about a uh, once the cash ETF for Bitcoin is approved, it'll force larger companies into the space. Larger company CTOs will love the technical integrity of Algorand. <laughs> like out of nowhere. The six six tweets about, about Bitcoin and then suddenly CTOs will love Algorand. And when that happens, it'll become one of the main layer ones of the future. So I, of course, couldn't just let that. Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't sound like something Brad would let lay. Like, so, when it pitches UI UX contract real quick here, here it comes. So I, so I didn't, I, I didn't, uh, I, I, it's the same shit I always say, right? I said, Agaran needs to get their messaging act together if all that 
if all that it claims to be. They are completely missing the boat on how to position and leverage what sounds like powerful tech to get devs on board, especially since it can target one of the largest populations of developers in the world. Well, here's the interesting thing. Out of that, the new CEO of the Algorand Foundation not only liked this tweet, uh, Stacy Warden, she not only liked this tweet, but then she followed me. Wow. Wow. So look, at the end of the day, and then I went and looked through her tweets, and she actually, uh, since she started, I think she started two months ago, a month and a half ago, that she's been massively scaling up their marketing team. So, um, and I actually like her style of tweeting. She's pretty good. So, oh, I'm sure you do. No, I mean, she's really, I, I, I think she's just gets it, understands how to fit wait, in wait. with crypto Twitter, you know? Wait. Well, Hiring people, trick. signing contracts, budgeting resources, focusing our strategy, have a new marketing team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, let's see if Algorand gets their shit together. Uh, maybe this new CEO is really going to make it happen. We'll see. But uh, I'm, 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 you know, I'm impressed. She followed me. She knows what she's doing. There you go. I wonder what. Yeah, yeah. Let's not go there. <laughs> a little jokey joke, but I didn't want to offend any of our four percenters out there yeah don't do that don't do that let's not do that anyway but I anyway I, I i do um i'm impressed that she liked it and she followed it because you know i'm sitting here being critical of algorand but it sounds like from her other tweets that she agrees like that's a problem that they're not getting the messaging out correctly and they're not hitting the right people so uh, i'm glad to see it hmm. um well you know that might be a relationship that you could leverage into another area exactly yeah, I, that's kind of what I was thinking. I thought so. All right. Um, this is what I'm going to link to. Um, but remember how we were talking a couple of weeks ago about that new lens protocol and the fact they didn't have any demo apps. They actually did launch a demo app later. But um, this is a thread on all kinds of innovation in Web3, which is pretty fascinating. But the first several uh, tweets are about projects that are using lens protocol. That's the Web3 social media network uh, mm -hmm. by uh, platform. Um, and by Ave. And so this was really oh, fascinating okay. for me. And I want to take a deeper dive into some of these. So um, I'm putting a link to this thread in the show notes so that people can uh, check it out uh, and well, uh, yeah. read through it. No, well, you know, we're big Ave fans. So anything that extends that platform like that, I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's, I'm wondering if they're thinking along the lines of, you know, how like one of Musk's initiative for Twitter is, you know, the in-app payments or whatever yep. within Twitter, probably using Doge is my guess. But I'm wondering in that Ave scenario, if there's thought, um, you know, along those lines, since they're doing the social media. Piece. Yeah, no, they totally could. Yeah. 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 Hey, our oh, buddies, wow. we missed this last week, but our buddies at uh, Cometh raised $10 million. Um, and it's, from what I could see from the article, solely focused on games. Um, but... Uh, you know, that's something that I was you and I need to talk about some more offline is uh, what's going on with their swap platform, their decks. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. No. If they're not. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, those are good guys. Who were those names? Was it Francois? Uh, the president it? of the French Ethereum Foundation. Uh, da, 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 da. I can't remember his name. Yeah, either. I used to engage with him a lot on, in um, uh, Telegram when I was in there, but I, I just haven't been in that channel at all. Let me see if Let he's see got who's... his name in here because he's great. He is a great guy. I interviewed him on another show re previously. So, um, yeah, I don't see it. Serena. Oh, that's the whole article. 
Shima, Serena, and IDO collab ventures. All right, who led it? White Star. Oh, Cow. sorry. No, that's okay. That's good. Um, bu- 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 oh, those are some good names, though. Yeah. Shima, IDO. That's 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 big money. That's good. Jerome. Jerome. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Founder good. and galactic counselor. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a great guy. Just top-notch guy. He he bent over backwards to help us on a couple of projects, you know. Yeah, he's um, cool. Solid team. And you know, look, he's legit. He, he he's president of Ethereum France and um well connected. Really just genuinely good guy, nice guy. So I'm glad to see this. Um, I do want to take another dive with them into their um into their games again. I'm wondering if if the actual play components of it have improved since the last time you and I messed with it. So we'll see. I know you actively played it, so yeah, I actually still have one of the NFTs of their spaceships. Oh, okay. Um, but it doesn't seem to be doing anything anymore. Like it looks like it's dead. Um like somehow I got upgraded out of ownership or something. It's, it's probably <laughs> something I need to figure out. Um, but yeah, no, you go around and you're in these different universes or galaxies and you try to catch these asteroids. You know, you know me, I'm the, I love asteroid mining. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course. And you get to that, but it just kind of, there's people there with big fleets that have sort of done the math to figure out where everything's going. So, you know, if you know calculus and things, it can be very helpful. But you don't need to know. You just gotta, you know, trial and error, right? But right. you know, after a while, there's people making bank on that every month. It's just I didn't have the time to do that. And yeah. you know, me, it's like, you know, once you get into these first person games and things, you come back to something that is passive. And yeah, yeah. it's like kind of lose my interest pretty quick. Yeah, my son wasn't interested. Tried to get him in it, but he just wasn't interested. So. But I think if they take that to the next level, you know, user user feel appearance all of that you know the interface i think it could be pretty cool like if you were flying in first person in a spaceship yeah. landing it on an asteroid and then doing the stuff for real instead of just you know holding the button down um that would be pretty cool yeah that's probably where they're going so well they're introducing other games both related and unrelated to cometh battle um and then they're they say they're going to do some innovative things on how how to use blockchain in games and look, I, I think they're the team that can do it. So we'll see. Well, but you know, I'm glad to see them raising this round. One other thing. I never played Cometh Battle. I was out of there before that. But I remember wow. people talking about it. And that's when you can go in and jack other ships for their loot. Oh, nice. So you can actually battle for it. That's very real, cool. These are real tokens, too. I mean, yeah. you can sell on exchanges. So it's not like you're just playing for some obscure points. You know, you are right. playing for money. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. So anyway, congrats to them. Uh, let's see what else I have. Oh, DeFi Llama, which I, I don't know why this took them so long. DeFi Llama has launched their own yield farming dashboard. So, you know, competing with multi-farm, competing with Coindex, et cetera. So um, it's pretty basic, but it allows you to filter by stable coins, um, by um, chain, just like the others. You know, not a big, not a big difference. Um, oh, UST, UST has dropped to 15.67% yield. Um, what is that? This dot finance? Uh, DeFiLlama.com. .com. Oh, well, this is odd, though. So they launched. <laughs> you can see. This is weird. You can see. Oh, maybe they have links. No, they don't. 
Oh, there it is. Okay. I'm like, where the hell are the links? Um, yeah, when I had the window shrunk, you couldn't see the uh, where you're getting those yields. So UST, UST, 15.67% on Phantom is at uh, Beefy Finance. Stablecoin, single-sided USDT staking at Seabridge, 11.42%. Um, but anyway, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad DeFi Llama is doing this because it makes total sense that they be in this game, you know? Which tab is this under? I, I sort of missed that. Uh, I just one. went, I had a link that I went to. Oh, got it. At okay. the top, see that blue button? You have that blue DeFi. button that says yields? Oh, got it. Yep. Oh, got it. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. So anyway, uh, look at this. Ben Spirit, uh, Spirit Swap uh, vote, yield, voting token is paying 96.4% interest single staking. Boo's paying 38.65% single staking. So, uh, Frax paying 9.49% single staking at Beefy. Man, I spend a lot of time on Beefy these days. Well, Luna UST on Osmosis, a 14-day lock is paying 34.5. A one-day lock is paying 17.2. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. And then Die USD, that's too low on curve. All oh, right. shit. Yeah, Wait, I have, I have, I'm in this silly farm. I put a few, few hundred bucks in this PAE dash FTM farm. Evidently it's currently paying 10,348%. All right. Would you make another nickel today or what? Probably. <laughs> That's awesome. Outlook, look at the outlooks on every yield farm. Oh, stable up. Tomb WFTM. Tomb FTM. This is interesting, this little categorization. I wonder how they're calculating this. Oh. oh, wow. Okay. They got a good, if you click the projects one, it shows a good ranking of the, you know, TVL. Where it is, what protocols. Oh, you can filter by the, oh, that's cool. List your protocol. That's awesome. Overview. Yeah, that's a good source. We're going to have to start. I mean, look, it's... I it's, actually like the way they've done this interface. I, I would like more filter tools. Multifarm is much better in terms of filter. You can filter on uh, specific levels of TVL and that kind of thing. So they've got more. But for a first run, this looks pretty good. Okay, you can do something with, like, I was just messing around. You can do high lows on the APYs just by just clicking on it. It goes both ways. Yeah, like your PAE Wavax one. Is that the one you? Yeah, that's got the highest APY. Is that the one you were in? PAE yeah. dash? Yeah. Yeah. So, and also I think you can do it by um, sort by, well, that's Outlook, Chains. I was going to say TVL. Can you sort by TVL? Yep, you can sort by TVL. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's a good start. I mean, I think the ones, that you, the other ones you've referenced in the past have more data for someone who is running something more algorithmic, but this is enough right here yeah. to get you started. No, it's pretty um, nice. I wonder if they're doing, they're just listing it. They're not fine. Yeah. Okay. So they're not, I, well, it would be interesting to see where they're, how they're pulling the price in the yield stuff in, you know, is that just coming off another site or right. are they, is it Oracle based? You know what? Yeah. But cool. Super cool. find. I like these switches. That's good. Nah, nice. So that's in the that'll be in the show notes as well, folks. 
Um, let's see what else I got. Oh, uh, this site third web I've looked at before that provides some pre-built uh, development. Like you can launch a NFT marketplace using some pre-built smart contracts they have. Mm -hmm. They've launched an entire web three Python SDK. And I took a little bit of a dive into it. And essentially, if you know how to write Python, there's basically not anything you can't do in the smart contract world now using this SDK and Python. So this is really um, a powerful offering. I'm I'm actually pretty impressed with this. I was impressed with their stuff previously. So, uh, oh wait, Niblet says FTM Tomb on Terra paying 200% at the moment since Tomb pegged to FTM less in permanent loss potential. So that's nice. I, that makes a lot of sense. I just I'm so nervous about Tomb man because of uh, Harry Yee and his games that he's playing over there. But that's actually sounds pretty good if the, if it can maintain the peg that uh 200 atm uh on that so yeah anyway i think this is great um opens up a lot of opportunity it's the thing i'm always you know raise raging about with algorand and what's the javascript based one i think it was one of the one of the ones that facebook created uh that spun out of there was javascript based i mean to me that's a gigantic opportunity right now, recruiting Python and JavaScript developers and giving them all the tools they need to work on the blockchain and create dApps. To me, that's a, that's a huge opportunity. So um, this is great. Uh, this is brilliant. I encourage everybody to take a look at it if you get a chance, if you, especially if you're uh, a developer or you've worked in Python, et cetera. Um, could be a great way for you to create some of your projects and, and ideas that you have. And like I said, they give you building blocks. You can start off with some initial stuff and then uh, build on it with their SDK. Um, so you don't even have to write the initial code for marketplaces, uh, uh, token airdrops, uh, loot boxes, uh, issuing tokens. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty good. So uh, let's see. Google is building an entire team focused on Web3 and supporting developers building Web3 projects. I'm assuming primarily to host on Google Cloud. Oh, yeah, that's who they're quoting. Uh, Vice President at Google Cloud, Amit Zaveri, um, said that uh, they are uh, building an entire team to focus on supporting folks that are building uh, on Web3 on the Google Cloud infrastructure. Um, so that's another good sign when a company like Google develops and dedicates a team to it. Um, you know that the, there's probably more growth to come. Uh, let's say, oh, this is Juno, Joe. <laughs> Somebody got fired. Jesus Christ. I mean, this is the kind of dumb shit that it, it, well, it was like the founder or the CEO or whatever that oh, did it. Oh, he did it. He sent the wrong fucking, he sent the transaction hash instead of the wallet address to the developer. And it, first of all, the backstory on this is you know why they were doing this? No, why? Because they seized the 30 plus million dollars from this. Oh, we that talked one about whale. This a couple yeah. Of months ago. The yes. whale who was fucking around with the, the airdrops and the governance stuff. They seized the community voted to seize that whale's wallet or $34 million in that whale's wallet that he got through, you know, uh, disreputable means. And this was the $34 million. It was supposed to go to all the people that voted to, <laughs> Fuck this guy over. 
which makes you kind of wonder about the incentives there. It's like, oh, wait a minute. This is a chain that if somebody wants to could make up shit about me and get the community to vote to take my money and then the community votes to give themselves all the money. Seems to yeah. me there's some incentive misalignment there on, on being able to seize money and then distribute it to the people who are voting to seize the money. Did but, he actually you know, send it to his crazy. wife or what happened? No, he didn't send it to anybody. It's locked up in a fucking non-existent wallet. It's the transaction so it's just has, in oblivion. Yeah, it can never be touched. Oh my God. Yeah, it's so bad. 36 million. It's well, just... It's just pitiful so yeah i mean so i guess still even if it's a multi-sig wallet one person at the end is still cutting and pasting something well they were putting in the they created a i'm sure they created a specialized smart contract for this situation because it was the same thing they built into the system right and so they had to seize the the developer had to first seize the 36 million and then with the smart contract and then had to take the 36 million and disperse it out to everybody, whichever, whatever the formula was for disbursement to everybody, probably based on tokens held or evenly distributed or whatever. And when he was writing the code for the disbursement part, he just took the transaction hash that the guy gave him instead of the wallet address. And the guy gave him the transaction hash instead of the wallet address and just pasted it in. So when the smart contract executed, that 36 million went to a wallet that didn't really exist and created this locked up of the 36 million. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be feeling pretty stupid after that. <laughs> or and look, you already have a community problem, right? First of all, you built a system that somebody could easily game, then they game it. And then your community votes to basically just kind of fuck all of the concept of decentralization, code is law, et cetera, et cetera. And then you fuck up the fact that you're trying to send everybody the money they voted to seize. You know, is there a way to ask a question? So that false send to the transaction ID wallet, um, can you look at that and see that they're there? I'm or sure it, you can. I'm, I'm okay. sure you can see it on chain. And a transaction hash, I think, is typically longer than an actual wallet yeah. address. So yeah. I think what, what happened is, is they paste that in, but then the software probably for the send took whatever the first the number of characters was correct in the wallet and took that piece and just sent it to that wallet. And so that wallet exists out there, but it was never actually created by someone. So nobody has the seed phrase and nobody has the private key. All right. So it's just this wallet that was created for this that now nobody can get into. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah I was cool. wondering if there was a way to game that since they've already broken the rules a couple of times. No. Have aired on the side of stupidity a few times. Yeah. If you could like say it went there and then actually loot the till. Chuck's right. Who sends what the fuck? Who sends a chunk of money like that without pre-flighting the same yeah. transaction with some tiny amount first? Sounds like a bunch of idiots all around. The entire project's a bunch of idiots, from as far as I'm concerned. They're oh they're just fucked at this point. Any anybody that would bother with it is just dumb. Yeah. And I think this is like um Cosmo or polka dot based. Yeah, it's on I'm one of those because sure. I see it talked about in the channel where there's a lot of Cosmos people there. Yeah, Cosmos. Yep. 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 
Yeah, there was yeah. a big debate when they were seizing that wallet because they were like, everybody's like, well, so now they're pissed because he figured out how to game the system, you know? And so it's like he 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 maybe broke the spirit of the rules, but he didn't steal anything. He just exactly. gamed it. Exactly. Exactly. And then they go, oh, that's not fair. You yeah. got smarter than us. Exactly. And then they take the wallet. And I mean, $36 million. I mean, come on. Yeah. You're not suing the shit out of people at that point. <laughs> or chasing people down one or the other. Seizing money <laughs> out of my wallet. That's yeah. just insane. Uh, this is a great thread by uh, Puntium at uh, uh, Ken Dieter. Uh, where he outlines all of the potential attack vectors or nine of the potential attack patterns in DeFi that everyone should know about. So first one is Oracle attacks, right? Intercepting Oracle calls and and um, sending the wrong price data. Uh, so using an Oracle that's not secure can uh, screw people up. Uh, flash loan attacks like Beanstalk Farms, which we talked about, and governance attacks, which was also Beanstalk Farms, because a flash loan attack was used to manipulate the governance to send themselves all the money. Uh, front running, which is uh, hopefully going to uh, start being solved with some of the med protection capabilities being built out, but it's still a risk. And so if they know that a DAO is going to, or somebody is going to be sending a large amount of money, they can front run it if they can see it winding up and gearing up. Uh, admin keys, you know, uh, there last year there's somebody got somebody got hacked with a phishing attack um, and the CEO, they had a single sign-on wallet and the CEO um, got scammed in a phishing attack and gave up the private key for the wallet. And so they were hacked. Uh, insecure front ends, we talk about this a lot. Um, the web interfaces of, of DeFi are incredibly dangerous. Um, you can have a rogue developer that can put code in to send all the money that gets deposited to his wallet instead of a vault. Or you could have somebody that hacks um, the Web3 front end development to do that. Um, that's a that's a big risk. Um, and we've already seen it happening. Social engineering, it's kind of what we were talking about earlier, which is getting into a protocol and getting private keys or some other method of hacking um, because you social engineer people into believing you're somebody else and get the information you need. Um, Social account takeover, so somebody could take over a Twitter account um, and make somebody uh, give up their assets, or they could take over a Twitter account and FUD a project. Layer one attacks. Low hash rate proof of work chains or low market cap proof of stake chains can be attacked, right? You get over 50%. Um, anyway, great thread. It'll be in the show notes. Good things for everybody to keep aware of and be safe out there. Let's see what else we got. Oh, uh, the entire uh, uh, venture capital investing is slowing down everywhere except, can you guess, Joe? DeFi infrastructure. There you go. DeFi in general, crypto in general. Uh, so um, DeFi venture capitalists are in and in deep. Just like, you know, Google dedicating a team, venture capitalists can see that, you know, any investments that they make now not only pay off faster because it's token-based, um, but also that the potential upside and growth for these projects that are building innovation, building infrastructure, as you said, um, there's a giant opportunity there. So um, I'm really happy to see that's happening. I'm seeing it um, currently with Walken with some major investors coming into that project. 
they're not slowing down. And I think this is going to be a first for crypto uh, in a downturn to have the um, the VC market keep uh, growing uh, during a downturn. Yeah, I mean, look, it's they know what's happening. Yep. And they're not stopping because BTC's, you know, a, what, a 10 month low off 50 percent off the high right now. Yep. They know where it's going next. Exactly. So this is where you basically hunker down, build your stacks and wait for the next expansion. Yep. Uh, I'm excited about this one, man. Bancor 3 is version 3 is launching this week. I think Bancor is going to suck up a shit ton of liquidity uh, across DeFi with this new version. So much good shit in it. Um, you guys can listen to my interview. Go on to missiondefi.com and search for Bancor. Uh, the two of the primary top team members there detailed everything that's coming out in version three, but it really changes the game for liquidity. Um, Built-in and permanent loss protection, auto compounding rewards, single-sided staking on all pools because it's BNT on the other side of it that the protocol owns. Um, just all kinds of absolutely amazing, amazing shit in this protocol. I really, truly believe this one is going to... Um, I think Bancor is going to redeem themselves from being the original AMM and kind of falling by the wayside in terms of attention to being a, a protocol that's going to dominate a lot of liquidity. So I'm really excited for the guys, and I think this is going to be big stuff for them. Okay. Instagram is going to integrate NFTs from Ethereum, Polygon, Solana, and Flow. So people are going to be able to display their NFTs and Instagram. Um, that is going to drive some adoption, um, get people interested in the other NFTs that people have. Artists are going to be able to post their NFTs that they have for sale. Um, so I think it's a very strong move by Instagram, but um, I think um, it's a great way for more people to become uh, familiar with the space. So this to me is a very exciting move. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a gen. I mean, that's sort of, I mean, I know people are moving on from it to other platforms some, but that's sort of the, where a lot of Gen Zers operate. Yeah. And everybody that's moving beyond Facebook um, to hit new audiences going into there. Now, sure, it's not Snapchat or anything like that. But, you know, even I had a guy that uh, Formula One racing guy asked for my IG and I was like, you know, I don't really do Insta but here's my daughter's. <laughs> oh, great, Joe. No, no, it's more for just feeding that race car course. That race I'm car just kidding. Course, yeah. I'm just kidding. No, I cleared it with her first because I thought of that as well. Um, but she's like, I hardly ever use it. So. Joe handing off his daughter's Insta to a uh, Italian racing. Executive. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. That's probably good. not too smart, is it? But, so yeah. let's talk about algorithmic stable coins. Tara had a rough, rough weekend. UST lost its peg. Much, much, much FUD, much FUD into hmm. the Twitter space. People were beating the shit out of UST, Terra Luna. Um, and I think justifiably so. Now, Do Kwan, you know, came out and vociferously defended it, said it's just bullshit. People are fudding us, blah, blah, blah. It'll return to peg. And I think it returned back to close to peg. But I don't know. To me, loaning $750 million to market makers to defend your peg does not an algorithmic stablecoin make. No. <laughs> no. I mean, it they doesn't. could argue 
that it's still algorithmic in the way it maintains its peg because of action that's happening on exchanges. But no, I just, I can't. But they're maintaining it. You know, they're the ones by supplying liquidity to the other players, they're the ones maintaining the peg. Because it's so, a token that doesn't even get used much. Yeah. You know? I did see over the weekend that they bought another one and a half billion of BTC or whatever, like yeah. last couple of days. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of interesting to then see it just get destroyed. Right. Yeah. A lot of people have been, you know, waiting on this in some of the channels, waiting for this correction, everybody calling it. Yeah. And people were starting to sell last week. Because it was the only thing moving, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Well, yeah, and that's so. what drove its peg down. Like, I mean, everybody started dumping this weekend. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah, and of course, there's also a bunch of news going on that Jump, who's a backer of this, uh, is uh, dumping ETH to buy UST to help it maintain the peg. And I mean, yeah. freaking Jump, man, from screwing over an old man out of his domain name um, to... Uh, having to pay off the $650 million that Wormhole screwed up to, you know, having to pile all their money into defending the peg for Terra. I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm going to personally make one of my portfolio checklists include avoid jump backed <laughs> protocols. Shit. Now yeah. there's an argument to be made for a venture capital group that works so hard on behalf of their investments. Um, but at this point, I'm not uh, I'm not enthusiastic about jump based uh, protocols at this point. So, yeah, there was somebody like you said, there was some wallet over the weekend. As I saw this on one of my channels was swapping a thousand ETH to USDT to UST every few minutes. Yeah. Approximately 30,000 ETH swapped. It's crazy. And they transferred 20,000 ETH to Binance. So that's probably one of those defender wallets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Over 100,000 Cubans now using cryptocurrency. That's like, fast. I like to see it. Yeah. I like to see it. You know, we, we get a lot of Cuban news down here in Miami, Joe. And mm -hmm. uh, and um, they have their own segment of folks who are a little, little crazed there. They've been, uh, they've been uh, starting a revolution in Cuba for about 40 years now. Um, and uh, they do that with car flags and protests on Calle Ocho. But... Um, uh, I'm glad to see this because ultimately I think the thing that overthrows dictators is financial freedom in a lot of places where it's socialist or communist um, dictatorial regimes. And I think that giving people a taste of financial freedom when you are in such bad economic straits in a country is an opportunity for them to say, well, you know, fuck the rest of the financial world and we're in control of our own economics and also um, give people a little bit of a taste of markets and some freedom financially and get, you know, reduce some unrest in that country. So I assume the government, I'm hoping the government will, there will say, you know what, we need to embrace this. But who well, knows? no, I'll tell you, remember, we covered this last week. They they legalized uh, right. crypto. Right. And, but you have to have a license with the central bank, I believe. So um, so they must have realized that because I don't think it goes from zero to 100,000 in five days. Right. So to me, they must have gone, we got to try to get ahead of this somehow. But again, you know, you're going to have official licensed central bank ones versus black market, gray market ones. Seems yep. like that market's already there and going. Yep. <laughs> so it's Looks like, like it's rolling. Yeah, yeah you're that, right. I'd forgotten they'd get legalized getting licenses. That's great. Yeah, but they're still trying to control it, you know, so. Of course. Well, and me, they will try and then they'll yeah. figure out they can't.
Exactly. <laughs> this is all great news. Yeah. But like you I, said, for here, for remittances, um, you know, family sending money back to uh, their families. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, you don't have to get screwed by Western Union anymore. Yeah. You know? And so they're actually one of these percent of your fucking money. Yeah. I mean, that is uh, kind of a travesty in general. But I figure now you probably can buy stuff with crypto there and there'll probably be companies that get the licenses to strap out the ATMs. Yep. And, you know, you probably have to pay a transaction fee for that. But this 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 is good. Yeah, it's great news. Great news. Uh, I talked about the Bitcoin. I was talking about the green yep. fear index. Oh, this is it. Margin call. Sailors margin calls at twenty one thousand. Yeah. So just keep an eye on that. Uh, um, yeah, there's um, his CFO was on talking about it. They evidently have a whole bunch like they borrowed from Silvergate. I think it was twenty five percent. LTV ratio on a loan to buy more Bitcoin, uh -huh. they secured Bitcoin. So I think that when that call comes in at 21,000, they have to post more. And he said they have plenty of uncollateralized BTC. Oh, that's good. To, to that's good. Up. So the good thing is they only borrowed at 25% and oh. the margin call kicks in at 50%. Nice. So, you know, unlike going to Ave and taking 85%, you know, where you're going to get liquidated on moves like, you know, we've seen yeah, lately. Exactly. Um, that's, that's 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 going to be interesting. I'm kind of waiting for that wick to hit, and that might be the point twenty one thousand or at bottoms, you know, because they're yeah. going to have to start buying. Uh, there's a lot of people saying eighteen to twenty something, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, yeah. Look, I'm I'm more than ready. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. And, don't, and everybody else, don't forget that's this is a good thing because when it hits those bounces, they're big V's. Yeah, you know, when everybody finally says enough, and it just rockets back. So. Yeah, you know, keep some dry powder ready. Well, and I think it's it's like what I said in that tweet. I I think that that I think that that's where we can break the correlation, right? Mm -hmm. When everybody outside of crypto sees the plummet and goes, ah, fucking Bitcoin sucks, blah 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 blah, but also then looks at stocks and sees the exact same thing or worse. But then if there's a massive bounce off these low numbers, that's when people go, oh, nothing. Stocks aren't bouncing, but Bitcoin bounced. Right. And I think that's what gets people in and helps us move off a of correlation. So that's I'm hopeful for that. We'll see. We'll see. Um, this is fascinating. Uh, Theta Labs and Sony launched spatial reality NFTs. I didn't know that Sony had this display, but Sony has I, I really want to see one of these in person. Sony has this thing called a spatial reality display that makes things look like they're objects you can touch from that are digital, like fucking Star Trek shit. Like I had no idea this existed. So I am very excited about this. I really want to uh, I really want to see this in person. But it's very cool because you can get these displays right now are 5,000. But people that have a ton of NFT investments, like now they can display them like objects. But guess what? This opens the door up for 3D artists big time in the NFT space because more people buy these, the price is going to drop. Then they get them down to maybe, you know, thousand two thousand dollars eventually maybe 500 bucks later on now the whole world's got you know three-dimensional renderings of nfts that's a boost to the market i think like being able to have you know something that looks really cool as a 3d art and it looks real sitting on your counter or your in your shelf i think that has huge potential just giant potential so i'm really glad to see this one yeah no i mean even think about like a big screen home theater type setup. Yeah. That would be pretty cool too. Yeah. Absolutely. Games, movies. 
Hey, can you see the video on screen right now? Yes, I can. Okay. I blew it up full size. I just wanted to see if they show a good image of the, of the, of it doing it. Yeah, screw it. Uh, anyway, so I think that's uh, this is a very cool concept. I'm I'm excited to I'm excited to see what else that happens out of this. But I think it's a great idea. And that's it for me, Joe. You got anything you want to bring up? I sent some links into the channel, but I oh. don't know. Let me see where they. I had to close. I was having some issues over here with uh, the camera. Um, so hold on, let me pull this up. See what was left. So what are you going to do the rest of the day? <laughs> Take a nap? No, I mean, uh, <laughs> of course, of course. No, I'm going to, uh, I, I actually have a, a website edits to finish up and uh, uh, some deck work. And then I want to uh, go back and work on those flow charts, buddy. Yeah, no, excellent. All right. So let me just switch back. Just a few things. We kind of touched on a lot of it already, but let me see what we got here. StreamYard, share screen. The stuff on the hash rate. Okay. This one. So this is just on CME. So when we talk about, you know, all the, uh, the on and off exchange movements of, of Bitcoin, you know, you can see here clearly that, you know, basically people are setting up. And if you look here, this was basically going into the November uh, uh, sell-off when that dropped. So you could see those interests because everybody was expecting it. Now you see it here. So it's important to watch where this goes the next week, in my mind. Does it go right. back up in this range or does it come back into here? What does it do? But it just shows that some people are preparing to catch that knife. Um and then this one I thought was kind of interesting. Something about, and some people in Spain were trying to confirm this for me this morning, but, you know, Spanish regulator ordering Binance to stop offering BTC and crypto derivatives. Now, I don't know if that's BTC derivatives or BTC or blah, blah, blah. So there's something going on there. It hasn't been confirmed by anybody um, in the chat where I, where I picked it up, but definitely just something to, you know, if you're looking for something negative, there's something for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stay away from that. This is the wallet swapping out shit. And then, uh, and this was kind of, we'll close on this one. You know, we talk a lot about VPNs and I was getting concerned just because, you know, we've talked about a lot of groups we know have developer teams in Russia. Right. And their comms are getting monitored. And anybody who's talking to say American IP addresses is, you know, they're getting in trouble. So, you know, we talk about VPNs. This is about how much people are downloading VPNs in Russia oh, right now. Oh, nice. Like That's good to know. Everybody's downloading them. They That's said it's been awesome. Like, I think it was 25. Let me see here. Uh, since the war, VPN, since the war started in February, VPNs have been downloaded in Russia by hundreds of thousands of day. Massive surge. Um, I think we got a, well, that's supposed to be a chart, but I don't know if it's going to display it. Oh, here we go. So you can see the daily downloads of the 10 most popular VPNs. And the, the big one, I guess, is the one on Lithuania, Surfshark. But you can see what happened. I mean, it just skyrocketed to over, almost half, half, a, half a million a day. Love that. And it's kind of slowed down. But we're still, like, holding in that, like, 300,000 a day range. So what is that? 
60, 60 odd days at least. So, you know, that's 30 million VPN downloads. Now, I don't know. There's in the article, it talks about how some, um, you know, download a pre free one as long as they can. Because, um, you know, they're doing the same thing we do. They're, they're, they're streaming Netflix from other places. Of and course. Getting content sites and doing stuff like that. But they're also getting news. Yeah. Because they're kind of in a full, you know, controlled news bubble. Um, and but this shows, you know, with everybody on Telegram there, I was just shocked that they're not doing this like crazy already. And then you see an article and they are. So nice. so this is good news. Um, and that was the only other thing I had on top of what what you had. So cool. Um, I'm good to go. All right, buddy. Let's call it a day. Yeah. All right. I'm getting the show notes ready while you're talking. Yeah. So you have everything there. All right, boys and girls, thank you very much for listening and watching. We love you. We appreciate you. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you do enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Click the little bell so you get alerted when we launch a new episode. Got a bunch of podcasts coming out this week for Mission DeFi as well. And um, hit the subscribe button. So you, I did that already, didn't I? Uh, click the thumbs up. That's what I need. Thumbs up. Click the thumbs up on all of our videos. Just go to all of our videos and just hit thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, and then leave comments too. That'd be good. So um, we love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening and watching. Joe, have a lovely afternoon. All right. You too, buddy. And thanks, everyone. See thanks. you tomorrow. Bye-bye.